So Adam A. Abdallah, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I was curious about your background a little bit. I know you've lived overseas, and I was kind of curious what uh, what kind of brought you over there, brought you back here, and kind of what got you into sports media? Well, when I first moved back here, I guess, you know, I went, just went to high school and stuff, and uh, middle school and then high school, and then I went to DePaul for a little bit, and I originally wanted to go into uh, the music business, and uh, my plan was to own my own record company. I was like, I'm going to own my own record company. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to get all the bands. I'm going to do all this stuff with music. It's going to be great. And I hated business school. So I dropped out of business school because I just didn't, I didn't want to be that, like on that part of it, like the executive side. Um, and so I went transferred to Columbia and originally I went to their music school for their uh, live sound and their uh, studio sound program. So like being a studio engineer, being a, a roadie and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, well, people really only hire engineers now. There's really, there's really no producers. Like no one's going to hire, like unless you're Rick Rubin or, or you want to make beats and I'm not Rick Rubin and I don't want to make beats. So I didn't want to be a roadie either. Like just traveling with a band, and, you know, being an old roadie, not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're very nice people. Um, but I went to the radio department because I'd always been interested in radio. It was only one floor up, so it was an easy uh, transition. I talked to someone in radio. I've always liked, you know, talk radio, whether it was morning show like Howard Stern or Opie and Anthony, Man Cow here in Chicago. Um, and then, you know, I would always listen to the sports talk radio as well. So uh, how I got into sports talk was really like I needed an internship. And... I was listening to Mac Yurko and Harry one day when I was driving around in the city. I think I was going to work in the city and um, or coming back from work or whatever. And I was listening to Mac Yurko and Harry and Mac had said one of their interns didn't show up. It was a miscommunication. Like he had a doctor's appointment and he told whoever was in charge at the time that he had a doctor's appointment, but they never told the show that they, he had a doctor's appointment and wouldn't be showing up. So they were like crapping on him on the air and everything. And Mac was like, we need a new intern because you can't just no call, no show and expect to continue in this business. And so he gave out his email address on the air. And like, as soon as I got home, I emailed him and I'm like, Hey, this is Adam Abdallah. I'm, probably, you know, I'm a big fan. I go to Columbia. I'd love to get, you know, be your intern. I listen. And then like, this is when they were on three to seven, like seven Oh five, my phone rings. And it's like, hey, this is Mac. And I was like, holy shit. I could swear on here, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Like, holy shit, it's Mac. And um, he was like, hey, you know, I got your email. You know, we, we actually had a miscommunication, but you seem interested. So why don't you come in? And I'm like, sure. When can I come in? He was like, come in tomorrow. He's like, wear a suit. I'm like, oh, okay. So I, think he was, I think he was just messing with me because, like, I got a lot of crap from the guys for wearing a suit. And they're like, and I, I – I showed up and I met with people and like, I didn't even have a resume printed because I didn't have a printer at home. And like my suit was kind of wrinkled because you know, I'm a college kid. Like I'm not paying attention yeah. to stuff. And so right. I show up and I was like, I don't think I can get credit for this because I'm only a sophomore. And he's like, I don't care. You've got, you know, you seem determined to do this, whether you, they're, we're going to let you or not. And I was like, yeah, I just want to be a part of the show. Like, I love you guys. You're awesome. Like, this is how I want to get in the business. And he said, you know, we talked, he talked to the program director and he was like, can you start tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. So I showed up the next day and I, you know, they, then they started paying me and I haven't left. 
yet. <laughs> that was in uh, 2005. So that was 15 years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny because I was also a business student initially and I was like, this isn't going to happen. So I went to communications and I mean, going back to like middle school, I was kind of doing like band and music or, you know, playing trumpet or keyboard or whatever. So um, just kind of funny, but yeah. So, and you said that you lived in Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. I lived in Saudi Arabia for five and a half, six ish years, whatever. When I was, I was born here. Uh, we lived in Mundelein um go whatever Mundelein high school is i don't know i didn't go i was only five years old when we left and then we moved to saudi arabia my dad got a job so i went all over the place while i was there my, he's from egypt so he kind of okay. you know egypt's only it's not too far it's like flying to florida here it's a couple hours um so we'd go to egypt all the time to see my relatives that live there and then we were there for six years i moved back um right before middle school i started middle school which is basically the reason like it wasn't it was getting kind of unsafe over there for Americans uh, in general, um, yeah. just from like a, from being there. Like there's a couple of movies that have been made about, um, you know, like obviously like George Clooney's in them and that kind of stuff. But like, basically like it just wasn't safe. Like this was well after the Gulf War too. It just wasn't safe. There's was a lot of bombings and stuff like that. So it was time for me to go to like middle school and start getting ready to go to, you know, high school and college and stuff. So my parents decided to move, uh, move us back to Libertyville up north so go wildcats i guess so uh when you were living over there though uh was the primary sport soccer or i think you uh i think i remember you mentioning something about i don't know if it was the nba like maybe you were able to see highlights because obviously you couldn't really watch games but you were able to still kind of catch some of the stuff that was happening over in the states so like i guess soccer though was the main kind of the primary uh, sport over there yeah, that's all we did was we played soccer. Yeah. I mean, I went to an all Arabic school. So like I was around all Saudi kids and all like Egyptian kids. And it was like I lived in a, in a neighborhood that had a lot of Americans and a lot of what they call expats. So like, um, you know, a lot of Eng a lot of kids from England, a lot of kids from Ireland, a lot of kids from America were there. But I went to school with all Arab kids. So we, you know, all we did was play soccer. Gym class was soccer, you know, a recess was soccer. Um, we had like a team, like each grade had their own team, like each homeroom had their own team. And like we had little tournaments and stuff like that. Like it was all soccer. But as far as like watching sports goes, we got all the main, like the big games. So like we would get the Super Bowls. We would get the finals of the, uh, of the NBA playoffs because it was, you know, it was Jordan. So it was still a huge draw. So they would show it. They would show it twice essentially you could watch it live and then they would show it tape delayed um in prime time and if it wasn't if i could convince my parents to let me like wake up and watch it or i either had to watch it the next day but there was no internet so like there wasn't a way to like find out who won you know like i couldn't yeah. i couldn't get on twitter and be like oh no it spoiled it for me so it was kind of it was the same as if i was watching it live because you know i'm you know, eight or nine years old and like 10 yeah. years old. And I don't know any difference. And so that's how I would watch, you know, the Bulls is when they were ever, whenever they were taped to lay them on TV over there. But otherwise it was just, it was soccer 24 seven. Yeah. Now, um, so Chris Black was actually saying, um, like when you were hosting shows, when you guys were hosting shows in college, uh, he was saying to ask you about the special guests that you booked. So I was kind of curious who, what kind of guy, or who did you get? So we had to take a class that was a radio show and Columbia has a real frequency. 
Um, it's a, it's way, it's like the last, it's the first frequency on the FM dial. Like you have to go all the way. Like if this is still, if you were still using like the knob, you'd go all the way to the left. And it was, um, it was our station and it was originally, um, a dance station. And so they played like, because there was, there wasn't enough students to have shows all day. We would put on these like five hour long dance mixes in between people being on the air. And so our, class was our project was not like a project but each each if you were in the class and it was a mandatory class your senior year you had to do a show in some capacity and we wanted to do a morning show so we were the like one of the first um groups of kids that wanted to do a morning show it was me uh chris and a guy named mike wheaton and he's like the program director on air guy like he's he's one of these guys that if you ever heard of going to a small market radio station in a different town that's like a, like you know like in the 50s or in the uh, 40s as far as market like chicago's the third largest market you do everything you do promotions you do sometimes you're the program director you do an on-air shift and all. he's like one of those guys for a station out in um in orlando i believe now yeah he's disney he's in disney all the time so yeah he's in orlando now um and so we wanted to do a morning show like we were going to be an fm drive morning show and so he, Chris and Mike were the hosts and I was the producer slash bit guy. So like I would do all the bits on the street with people and I would also book the guests. So I started booking guests and I, uh, we would get like, not even D-list celebrities. Like I wish I would gotten <laughs> D-list celebrities. We got like the worst, like not the worst. They're all very nice people. Yeah. 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 Our first guest was Adam Duritz, the, um, the lead singer of Counting Crows. Um, <laughs> he was promoting, he wasn't even promoting Counting Crows. He was promoting a new label that he started. And what happened is he was our first guest and our last guest of the semester was the band that he had signed. They came to the studio. So like we worked out this partnership where the radio station wanted it. And so they, we set up Adam Duritz and then we got um the band uh what was their uh, what was their name something morning some blacktop morning something like that and they came at the end of the, the thing but in between that we had um gilbert Gottfried on we had kevin oh, wow. Nealon on we had basically oh, cool. i would just go through and whoever was coming to any like zanies or any comedy show or anything like that or if they had like a dvd out that was coming out like for a movie i would try i wouldn't try to get the main guy i would try to get like yeah the sub guy like uh, what was that movie called um it was um man it was a uh, ghost rider is that a movie that's a movie right it's a yeah, comic book so. movie yeah so. it's yeah. got nicholas cage right nicholas cage is yeah there. and like his sidekick is a guy named donald Logue, and he's like a that guy actor he's in everything but he's just like yeah. a that guy actor and so we had him on because i wasn't going to get nicholas cage like nicholas cage i would get a yeah. no to but I could get Donald Logue would be like, oh, yeah, someone wants me on a show. And it was kind of like um, I wouldn't tell them that we were a college station because I would just say, hey, this is Adam Abdallah from, you know, WCRX in Chicago. And because we had a real frequency and because I said Chicago, people rarely said no. Like people were like, yeah. oh, yeah, for sure. What time? Like we had Bill Burr on. We had like all these comedians that would come into town, all these D-list celebrities but I mean, it was fun. Like, and we would go out and I would do bits and record them. And then I would come back in and like talk about them. We do like a lot of man on the street stuff. And I was in charge of doing all that. And uh, they kind of, they were there taking us in. Cause we played music. We played top 40 songs. 
uh, while we were on. We didn't play dance music. So we were going in and out of like Carrie Underwood songs and like all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's pretty cool though that you got some of the like I mean you got names that are definitely like well known and still active in you know TV or movies or whatever today. So um, oh yeah, it's not hard. Like I'll give people the secret: yeah. if you sign up for an IMDb Pro account, you get it free for a week, and you get all these guys' agents. And I would just type in people who I thought were <laughs> cool to put on. That's awesome. And you would get their agency, and I would just email them. And I'd email like our show was on Tuesdays, and I would start emailing for people on. Tuesday after the show for the next Tuesday to try to set all this stuff up. And like I would, the week would expire and I would just use a different email address. Like I created so many dummy email addresses so I could keep getting the free account because I didn't want to yeah. pay for it because I'm a broke college right. kid. And like, yeah. I'm like, I just found this loophole where I could just keep exploiting this. And, you know, we got some good, we got some good people out of it, but it's not that hard. So people are listening. Yeah. You can, it's not hard to do this. You can, it's, you just got to figure out the loopholes. This is great. Yeah, that's exactly something I would do. I would be looking for the loopholes and just create those free trial accounts. I've done that for whatever in the past. But um, so uh, between whether it's college or ESPN now, who is maybe your favorite guest that you've booked or ever interacted with? Oh, oh, it's. I mean, it's it's going to be cliche for me to say, but Michael Wilbon is one of the nicest guys in the world, and like I've been lucky enough to be with Waddle and Sylvie uh, for four years now, and when we went to like. I've, I've, you know, met Wilbon casually, like as, when he comes in the studio and stuff like that. But, you know, we went to dinner with him uh, over, over the Super Bowl in Miami, which was like the last live thing I think that ever happened. Um, and we went there and like just hung out with him. And like, I mean, everybody from the NFL is in this restaurant and people are coming up to Wilbon and like Wilbon couldn't have been nicer. And like he's he's such a good dude and he's such a nice guy. And he's not like, He's not too big for anybody, you know, like he's always got time for us. He's always, you know, we call him the day of for, you know, we called him last week on Monday after all the protests and looting started and he was more than happy to come up with us. Um, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's like those guys, it's, it's people that are, that and, try, and Barkley too. Like I'm naming the two guys yeah. that we did, we did like three hours with, you know, a couple right. months ago in Chicago cut and like Barkley is like, I mean, I wrote when I was a kid, I told him this the last time I saw him too. When I was a kid, I, I had a book of like, it was just like a kid's book, you know, and it had all like the top NBA players. It had their addresses in it. It's not their actual yeah. addresses. It had like their like, you know, fan club addresses. And I wrote to Shaq, I wrote to Jordan, and I wrote to Barkley. And, um, the, or not Shaq, uh, sorry, David Robinson. David Robinson, Barkley, and Jordan and the only the only fan club that got back to me was um Barkley but this was but this was overseas too so like they yeah. had to send it to Saudi Arabia and like I remember getting the letter in Saudi Arabia and like and I, I told them about it and I'm like I know you didn't have anything to do with it but like I'm just telling you like I've been a huge fan since you know since the jump and like he couldn't have been cooler about it more nice and like just to see how he interacted with everybody there and how he signed for everybody, took pictures with everybody. I mean, he was there for like five hours doing everything and taking pictures. I mean, cause we did like, a, we did like a meet and greet with him afterwards. It took like an hour, hour and a half for him to get through everybody. So it's probably those two just because they've been so good, you know, to everybody that yeah. we've dealt with and they're such nice guys. And like, you can text them whenever about anything and they'll, they'll jump on for any. And like, I grew up watching, you know, pardon the interruption. You know, like that's half the reason we, 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 you know, people go into sports is because of Tony and Mike and, you know, to have 
a relationship with him. Like I had a, you know, like I'm texting my wife, I'm at dinner with him. I'm like, I'm at dinner with, you know, with Michael Wilbon right now. Like, it's crazy that <laughs> I, you know, woke, you know, like I grew up, you know, in just from watching them from when they started the show to now. And it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, I've, I've been lucky just on my own, like this stuff, like, you know, talking with uh, people in sports media or whatever. And, you know, like I talked to Dan Shulman last week and I was like, this is really cool because like he randomly was just like, yeah, let's talk. And I was like, okay, oh, cool. Shulman's I heard him on, great dude. Yeah, I heard him on Harmon and Yurko a few weeks ago. In fact, I had talked to Merkin and Black, uh, you know, before then. So, um, and it was just really cool to talk with them because it's like, you know, as you know, I, I listen to all the shows and inter- I, I love the way that you guys interact with everybody, which is a huge reason why I'm a fan because you guys take the time to interact with the, us idiots on Twitter half the time. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So Shulman was really cool. Everybody's been really cool. So yeah, it's just awesome to be able to talk with you guys and, you know, get your perspective on how you got started, got into sports. But yeah, I was actually curious it, with, with the NBA and the NHL, both, you know, pretty much ready to come back. I was talking with Cap on Monday, actually. I was asking him about this and I was curious about your thoughts too. So I feel like with the NBA, I mean, obviously there's a layoff. So everybody's affected by that alone. Whenever you have a guy like LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard on the, you know, when you have the best players on your team, I still feel like you have a pretty good advantage, even with these, all these months off, basically. Uh, so I was curious with the NBA, I guess kind of in your mind, what team do you think is maybe still the favorite or would you consider, you know, if you had a bet on it, who would maybe come out of the East and the West? Well, I mean, the Lakers have two of the best players, you know, in the league right now yeah. in Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And I think like the layoff, while some guys will be rusty, I think that these, you know, like LeBron's up there, you know, in age, yeah. he's 35 years old. So I think that, you know, with the older guys like LeBron, this has only helped you get healthy. Like he's going to be, he might have some rust on him and he might not be in the best basketball shape, but as far as injuries go, as far as that like general soreness that everybody has towards this time of the year, they're not going to have any of that. They've essentially had three months to like, imagine giving Jordan three months off between the, or four months off is what it'll be four months off between the post or the end of the regular season and the start of the postseason. Like he could have played for five more years probably. And never, because that's why, I mean, we saw in the last dance for so long, he just stopped because he was just so tired. He was just so worn out. So I think that it's a huge advantage for the Lakers because they have still have the best basketball players in the game in Anthony Davis and LeBron. And they've had time to rest up and get healthy. Like I know that, um, Durant's not going to play and Kyrie's not going to play, but can you imagine if they could, the Nets would be amazing. Like the Mets could have, yeah. the Nets could have gone from not making the playoffs to now, you know, being the eighth seed and now winning the whole thing as an eighth seed because these two guys come back because they've had an extra four months to rest. So I think that it's going to be about who can stay healthy for the given, you know, for the month or six, six or seven weeks, whatever it is, two months that it is. And then also who, has the least amount of problems starting because you know you're gonna have some good matchups like the Clippers look good. I think the Bucks can be the Bucks will probably come out of the East. And I think the the West is gonna be a lot better because you've got, you know, the Clippers yeah. might be the best overall team, but I'm not gonna count out LeBron and Anthony Davis. So I'm still gonna go with that. Yeah. Um in fact I remember on Monday uh Nick Friedel came on cap and he was saying that he was really high on the Clippers. What do you think about the Clippers? I like the Clippers. I think that Again, I mean, you've got some of the best players in the league, you know, so you've yeah. got, you know, you've got Kawhi and you've got all that. And so you, 
you've got a chance. But I feel like the reason that LeBron has struggled in the past few years, I know he didn't make it last year, but it's just it's fatigue. He's played more basketball than anybody else in the league. And I know that they were taking time off because of, you know, he was doing load management or whatever. But you still, I mean, he goes, he was going to how many straight finals? Like that wears on a dude. Like, look, it happened to the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks played so yeah. much hockey that they just got tired. Like eventually you their fatigue is a thing. You can have all the off season you want, but this, this season just wears on your body. That's why, you know, you see, and it might happen this year with the, with the pandemic that you might just look at, you know, leagues might just look at it and be like, we can play too many games. Like look at baseball. That's 162 games. It's crazy. And, you know, yeah. with the NBA, like they play a lot of games and a lot of the guys are like, we don't need this many games to figure it out. Like we know who the best teams are and we know, you know, that you might have some differences in seating, but, you know, to I, the Clippers, you, the problem is you don't have really cohesive teams yet. It's not like there's a group that's, it's not like the NCAA tournament where you've got a bunch of seniors on a team and they've been playing together. Everybody's kind of, you know, been away from each other. They haven't really played with each other for a while. You know, you add new pieces because of free agency every single year. So, yeah, I like the Clippers, but I'm not going to bet against the Prime. Yeah, now, um, kind of with, with the NHL, it's, I mean, it's always a kind of a wide-open playoff format anyway. I mean, anybody, like last year, Columbus swept Tampa, the best team, and now you throw in the, the layoff again and, you know, just the randomness. And I feel like, I don't know what the ice is even going to be like in August of all months to play hockey. So it's just like so many unknowns and, uh, and weird factors. Even with the Blackhawks, I know a lot of people, I mean, I know they're not, they're not, a great team, but hey, they're in the playoffs technically, or the play-in as they call it. So they have a shot. But what do you think when it comes to the NHL? And just I, I keep thinking too about the COVID nineteen situation, like the layoff alone, and just them finally getting back to it. And then I'm wondering too, what will happen if a player comes down with coronavirus, and it's just like you know, what do they do then? But what do you think about the hockey uh, aspect of it? Well, I mean, the first thing about the about Corona, someone's gonna get it. Like it's not a, it's not a question of if it's a question of when someone is going to get it. And I don't know if it's going to be someone big or not. Like you saw, you've seen like the Bundesliga be able to play without any positive tests so far, at least to anybody major, at least, you know, the EPL is coming back next week. We'll see how they handle it. If a major player gets it, but like imagine going into a game and the day before they test people. And right before the game, you find out that Patrick Kane tested positive, you know, like the Blackhawks are done at that point, you know, because their best player is out, you know, any, and, and I feel like any team is like that. Like it's such a risk, especially when we come back, you know, for the NFL and if the NFL comes back and there's a second wave, like what happens if Patrick Mahomes has to miss a game because he's got, or miss two games because he's got a quarantine for two weeks at that point, you know? So I feel like it's going to happen. It's just a matter of who it happens to and what leagues respond to. I know the NBA already put out like their guidelines, like they're going to quarantine a guy for, um, for a week and figure out how many positive, you know, tests and people that have, it's, it's all complicated, but as far as the hockey goes, I mean, it's, you know, what's the cliche, the hottest goalie usually wins. So yeah, like, yeah. Do, can the Blackhawks have like the, like the Blackhawks still have Kane Taves. They still have guys that have won Stanley cups before on the team. They've got MVPs on their team. Like they, they could still do something. Do I think they're going to win? Probably not. I mean, this is a team that, that shouldn't have actually made the playoffs. Now as yeah. a lifelong Blackhawks fan, uh, they, I'm excited for the playoff run, but this seems like a, you might get some, you know, uh, rogue team who gets hot, but who's, who's the hottest team right now? Nobody's the hottest team because nobody's playing. So you can't even go in as the hottest team. Like usually in baseball, you can ride a hot pitcher. And if like a team's playing really well right before the season ends and they carry that into the playoffs, they can win. 
but nobody's playing right now. So you can't even ride. There's no hot hands to ride right now. There's no hot goalies yeah. to ride right now because no one is playing. So it's like, a, it's a complete restart, which to me just means that the best teams are going to win. Like if you have the best players and the best teams, you're going to win. It's going to be hard to get like that sleeper team that is going to win because they're not, they're not playing. They're not doing anything. Right. Like the Blackhawks just came back today for their second, you know, voluntary workout. Mm-hmm. So who knows how everybody's going to look like there's going to be a lot of rust. Like you said, the ice conditions in some of these places, you know, might not be great. So it's, uh, you know, you're playing, you're playing hockey in 90 degree weather, not actually because you're inside, but ultimately it affects the ice and everything. Yeah. So who, yeah. Who knows with hockey? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it'll be interesting to see just, you know, obviously how that all plays out, but yeah, you said it a minute ago, but isn't it weird? The Super Bowl is kind of like the last big live event that we had. It's so crazy to think here in June. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we were at the Super Bowl, and then we came back, and, like, a few weeks later, was it was the All-Star game a yeah. few weeks later, and, yeah. like, that was, I can't, like, being in the United Center with all those people, and, like, I can't even imagine that now, and, like, all the events, it, yeah. because it was, you know, all the events that, you know, Chris and I went to during the All-Star games and all the All-Star stuff, like, and it was, there was, the place was packed, and I can't even imagine that now. It's going to be a while before we see that again, I think. I know. It's so weird to think. And it's like, it's awesome that, you know, things, I feel like they're starting to get back to normal, but then it's like, what is normal anymore? Like what will be normal? And even a year from now, will we be able to do, I mean, I'm sure at some point in the, you know, the next year we'll at least have crowds again, but who knows? Like, I don't even know how they're going to manage that right away. So it's definitely a weird, it's been a weird year for sure. But, um, something I heard earlier on towards the end of Waddle and Sylvie, I think it was Mark Jean Greco, I think it was when he was on and they were talking about this and something I had kind of heard, I think it was like, you know, athletes that are, you know, players that are coming back with the NBA, the NHL, for instance, I guess even baseball, uh, if that ever does come back. But obviously on the one hand, we've had a lot of time off, but you could talk about rust, but our players, I mean, I, I assume anyway that players, athletes are still staying in shape as much as they can, but can you imagine, I guess, you know, whoever it is comes back and there's there's just random injuries that are happening. And of course the worst time, if you're talking about the playoffs and basketball and hockey. Yeah. I think you gotta, I mean, you gotta watch out for hamstrings and you gotta watch out for, you know, that kind of stuff. But ultimately, I mean, I read somewhere today that Luka Doncic is nowhere near basketball shape and like he's Mm -hmm. working on it. Cause a lot of these, I mean, Giannis doesn't have access to a hoop right now. You know, he might have because he can go back in the facility, but during the lockdown, he didn't, he didn't have access to a basketball hoop. I'm not saying that Giannis is going to forget how to shoot, but yeah, you might have some, you know, people like it takes a while to get into game shape, you know, ask any, ask any athlete what it takes to get into basketball shape. And it's not just like your shot and getting into rhythm. It's being able to run up and down the court for, you know, for the whole game. And same with the NFL. Like sometimes these guys, especially with the, the teams that don't play in the preseason, like these guys take a couple games just to get into, into game shape and to get back to that routine. And if you're talking about cutting two preseason games and with the with the NBA, you're only playing a couple playing games or it's like eight games or something like that. Like it's definitely going to, the rust and the the fatigue. And I think like the strains and you're going to like cramping and strains and all that kind of stuff. Plus you're, they're playing in Orlando in the summer. Like I know they're going to be inside, but it's, it's hot. It's humid. They got to stay hydrated. Like we've seen LeBron have hydration issues before, you know, like he spent, you know, he takes care of his body and he's got access to everything. So I'm not worried about guys like him that who have the access and stuff like that, but you know, I'm sure you're going to see a few, a few hamstring injuries. You're going to see a few, you know, guys that are cramp up because they're, they're not used to playing that much. And I think it'll affect, um, it'll probably affect 
hockey and football more than anything. Football, who knows when it, it, you know, if they'll be able to start on time. It might not affect them at all, but probably hockey more than more than basketball. Because basketball, you can kind of dictate the tempo. You know, like if guys need a break, you can slow them down. You can kind of take them out. You can do rotational stuff. But with hockey, you know, you're playing a full shift. You've got to come out. You're going back and shifting it again. And these guys usually play a ton during the during the the playoffs. They play even more during the playoffs. There's more ice time for the main guys during the playoffs. And then, you know, if you get into you know, an overtime situation, this isn't a shootout situation. Like you got to go the distance in this. So that, that could be a factor too. I was going to ask you if you think baseball is coming back. I guess it is coming back just because I know the commissioner has the power to basically bring it back. But what do you think is going to end up happening in baseball? You think we'll have like a 50 game season or more like an 80, somewhere in that, that range, 80 game season? I think that, I think if I had to put my money on it, I'd probably say the 50 game one is most likely to happen because Mm -hmm. I don't think that the owners are going to budge on the scaled salary system. And I don't think the players are going to budge on getting all their money in the prorated system. So I think that eventually and it's, it's bad. It's a bad move for the, for baseball to have to do this because they're going into another negotiation, you know, their collective bargaining agreement ends soon too. So you go in with the bad faith and like, you know, we talked to Jason Kipnis Yesterday, he talked about the potential of striking and how he's never ruled out, but they can't really like pass and then came on later and said they couldn't really do that because it'd be a legal issue and all that kind of stuff. So ultimately, I think that they'll play. They're obviously going to play. I, I would hope that they can negotiate a full prorated 60 to 70 game season or at least come up to like 90% of your salary. You know, and then they're like, okay, fine, we'll play for 90%. We'll play 65 games or something like that. Just because they're, they're running out of time here. Like the, the, yeah. the, the, the owners are probably going to counter probably Friday is what I'm thinking because they said it would be a couple of days. Rob Manfred said it would be a couple of days. So probably Friday. The problem is these counter offers take forever. So like the, the players yeah. put out their thing and then it takes the owners like four or five days to counter. And then it takes the players four or five days. I know it's a lot of logistical issues of like getting everything going and figuring out how many games and all that kind of stuff. But I think like, I think eventually the commissioner is just going to throw down the hammer and say, you guys are playing 48 to 50 games and you're going to show up when I tell you to show up. And if you don't want to, you're not going to get paid. Tough. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, I I thought if we weren't going to have baseball, it was just going to be because of the coronavirus, but it's become just this financial mess between both sides and, Obviously, there needs to be some kind of compromise. I know it's easier, I guess, easier said than done, but hopefully they can come to their senses in some way. But uh, it'll be nice to have sports in general back sooner than later. I know we have, you know, NASCAR and, you know, golf and things are coming back now. But um, so I was actually kind of curious. So just from when you're on the radio, whether you're, I guess, mainly like when you're hosting uh, with Black during the week, when you, when you guys are on the radio live the listeners would never know like if you guys ever were in a situation where something doesn't go right or like according to plan or something or even if you just like freeze on what you're gonna say like you guys are so good at uh just kind of rolling with it obviously but like does that happen or are you guys always kind of like everything always goes as close to according to plan as possible um no i mean stuff doesn't go right the way you want it to all the time like you always have a plan and yeah. then something you know throws it off but like i mean we're not we're not in high leverage situations, you know, like we're not doing yeah. surgery and we, we like hit an artery or something, you know? Um, I think that Chris and I have known, Chris and I have known each other since high school. So, and you know, we, we, we were friendly. We weren't really friends. 
Um, and then we became friends when I showed up to Columbia. And I'm like, oh, I know you. You went to Libertyville, Chris. And he was like, yeah, Abdallah, what's up? And then we became friends. Um, and so I think because of that, we have a – we don't really care about anything. And that's mm-hmm. – I mean, that's – I don't mean it in the way that we don't care about anything. Totally get – yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. Like if like if Chris says a name wrong, I'm going to call him out on it and he knows yeah. I'm not I'm not making fun of him. Like we're being funny. Like if I forget the name of someone, like if I forget, you know, who uh, – like if I can't think of uh, – uh, like I would never not think of Javi Baez's name. But if I can't think of like – you know, Wilson Contreras' name. And I'm thinking, I'm like, Cubs catcher. And he, he would, like, stop and make fun of me for not knowing the Cubs catcher is Wilson Contreras. And, like, that's that's funny. It's fine. I understand that. Like, that's what we do. So we're never, like, at, at risk of of having – and brain farts happen all the time. And yeah. we just turn it into – everything's a bit. Like, it's a show. You know, we're just doing – we're doing a show. We're trying to entertain people. And sometimes, you know, we have to be serious. Like, you know, everything with yeah. the – coronavirus and then everything you know with the protesting and the and the uh the looting and the shows that we did last week and you know earlier this week you have to be serious sometimes and like we both know like he knows what i'm gonna say and i know what he's gonna say like we were talking about the protests and the looting and 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 um the black lives matter and everything like that like he knows what i've gone through and what i've seen as someone who's lived overseas and someone who's you know, a child of an immigrant. And he knows I'm not going to say anything stupid. You know, like he knows that, and I know he's not going to say anything stupid. Like I don't have to worry about not having content or he knows I'll always have something. So like when we're in a break or something and he's like, hey, let's, or like before the show and he's like, hey, you know, that article that was on, you know, ESPN like a week ago about this from the NFL, let's do that. And I'm like, all right, cool. I got it right here. I'm like, hey, let's do you know, this segment on college football next, or we plan it before the show, obviously, but, you know, and then, you know, so every once in a while we'll get a wrench thrown in there like this, like on Friday night, we were doing the show and then Drew Brees tweets at the, or Instagrams at the president. And so like we had a segment plan, but we can't do it because we have to do this news, but like, we both know what we're going to do. Like we both know how we're going to handle it. Like we're going to read it and then we're going to react to it. And then we're going to move on to our next thing. And I don't think it's ever, you know, like, nothing's ever gone like wrong either. Like yeah. technically or like, I think like, I think I was at my, I was at my in-laws house and I missed, may have missed like a minute because I lost my connection or something like that. But mm-hmm. you know, we're always fine. Or like, he's got to run and do something. So I have to host a show alone or something like that. Like it's not, you know, it's not that it's, it, it's not that we can't do it. It's just that we know each other well enough that we can, we can survive and adapt and move on. Yeah, that's what's so great about you guys is like, you know, even like I'm like, I've heard a lot of your shows over the last few years now. And, uh, you know, it's it's just funny because like, as you know, we'll tweet at you guys and you guys are great about interacting. And so, you know, you could it could be something that completely could have gone like unaccording to plan, but you guys make it seem so natural anyway. So it's like so great, like and just interact with you guys in, like, in real time on Twitter. Well, we love the interaction because we hosted shows for so long with no interaction. Like we were on, you know, first we did a podcast, which there's no interaction anymore, you know, because, or there, there used to be, you could do podcasts now with interactions because you can record and say you're recording live and people can, you know, respond to you and whatever. Um, and we, you know, we were hosting at 
you know, 7 a.m. on Sundays and 7 a.m. on Saturdays, and we were recording shows and playing them. And so, like, we, we, were, we were used to no interaction whatsoever. So to have a different way, just because we didn't have it because we didn't have callers. And, like, this was before Twitter. And this was, like, before Twitter became so mainstream and before Twitch even. I mean, we just got Twitch a couple months ago. So to have people that we can um, interact with, even when we don't have phones, because it's something that, you know, Chris and I, we also taught at the uh, Illinois Media School um, downtown. And like, that's what I would always tell people is like, hey, if you don't, if people aren't calling your show, say there's an emailer and like read an email or read tweets and read whatever. Like, it's not like any interaction is interacting. You just don't, you don't need to hear other people's voices. Like I could read 10 tweets and react to them as if it's 10 phone calls of people calling me to its topic. So it's all the same as far as we're concerned. Like we may have no calls one week, but we have full Twitter interaction based on a topic we were doing. And it's just as good because we have that interaction interaction and we can still riff off of that without having to, you know, actually bring in the callers and hope that they're hoping because we can't always control whether callers are going to be good or not, but we can read a tweet yeah. that's funny or I cannot read a tweet that's funny, you know, like a caller might be awful, but, <laughs> and also yeah. Like, but at the same time, like we can also turn an awful caller. Like you've heard it before. We've turned yeah. bad callers into a bit because yep. like, like the best shows that we do, I feel like when we don't even talk like beforehand, like on Sundays, we don't even, we rarely talk about the show. We both just know what we're going to talk about. Like we both know the main story. We both know like, we're going to do some NFL. We're going to do some NBA. We're going to do this. Like the only thing we really talk about is when Chris came up with the idea for the, um, Bulls backstory and now NBA mm-hmm. backstory is like, we'll text each other, like what game we should do. And then like, he'll usually look for those highlights and stuff. So he knows, you know, I found the best sound from this game. So let's do this game. And then, you know, I just have to do my research, but that's like the only real prep work we do. Like we joke about it. Like, cause I'll walk in and be like, so we're talking sports today. Right. And be like, yep. Sports. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's all we, that's all we really need. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I just say all that because he, you know, a few months ago when I talked to him, he kind of mentioned sort of the similar thing. Like, you know, you guys, he's like, I know he's going to do his research. We don't have to agree on something. We can both have our difference of opinions, you know? It's, so it's really cool. Like you guys, obviously like you guys go way back. You guys are always really natural. Even yeah, I love the bits. The bits are always what's so great about it. Just the randomness. So yeah, just keep, you guys keep doing your thing. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I will let you set the record straight. You're ready to, to race cap, right? I mean, I don't know where this came from. I wasn't listening today. <laughs> And then yeah. I, I like I'm in the car and I, I my my wife's been great. She's been driving me to and from work because of the the virus and everything. Um, you know, cause she's got the summer off and so uh, and I'm not taking the train in. So she's been driving me and picking me up. And I'm like, that's usually when I do all my twittering and stuff. And I look at I look up and I'm like, what is going? Why do I have all these notifications? I'm like, what is this? He wants to race me now? And like I didn't hear how it came up until. Yeah. We played it on Waddle and Sylvia. And then I found out that it was Chris's idea and he's throwing me under the bus to try to race, to, to, to try to race cap. I'll race cap, but like I legit, like I'm like, I'm going to physical therapy tomorrow. Like it, it's a legit problem. Like I can't bend my knee more than 90 degrees oh, well, what happened? at this point. I just have a bad, like I just have a bad knee. I'm just an out of shape kid oh. with a bad knee. Gotcha. Like, listen, I'm like you, man. We, I did theater <laughs> and choir and, uh, all that stuff in high school. Cause I'm not, run- I didn't run. I'm not sweating at school. So I didn't do any of that stuff. I ditched gym when I had the chance to. 
So I, uh, I'm definitely, I definitely am here for the E part of the ESPN and not for the S part of the ESPN. So I, I, yeah, I mean, if he wants to, like, I'm not going to do it tomorrow. Plus I, right. but behind the scenes too, you got to understand this is just another bit. Like this is a, like Cap yeah. and I are friends. Like I like Cap. Yeah. Cap's a great dude. Cap's one of the nicest guys. Cap will literally give you, if you're, if you, you rip your shirt or spill on it, Cap will literally give you his shirt and would rather walk around with no shirt than you have a problem with your shirt. Like he is, will literally give you the shirt off his back. He's the nicest guy that I, one of the nicest guys that I know. But ultimately, oh, yeah. he wants, like, I want it to be a bit. So, like, yeah. for me to just race him tomorrow isn't fun. We've got to build this up a little bit. You know, like, we've got to yeah. create some stakes, maybe. We've got to bring in some charity. We've got to do something good about this. We've got, we've got, I'm not saying we don't have any content, but we are at a lack of content as far as sports yeah. goes from now until baseball decides to come back or if they don't, then the end of July. So I got nothing but time on my hands to try to, to try to race cap. So if he wants to do this, we're just going to do this. You know, I'm going to stretch this out as long as possible and try to make a good bit out of it as opposed to just being like, okay, tomorrow at 1130, we're going to do this, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I always love to, uh, it's like, I know like deep down, like you guys have a good respect. You guys are friends or whatever. I love to just be like, oh yeah, they're rivals just because, you know, Cap will just be like, yeah, that hater Abdallah or whatever, just about the Bears or whatever it is. And I think after people think like, oh, do they legitimately like have a beef with each other? And I know it's just like, you know, you guys are just doing like a friendly ribbing or whatever. But it's always well, funny when you guys, it's always great when you, go, you know, you randomly show up in, in the studio or whatever during the show or whatever. But uh, yeah, the interaction is always great with all of you guys at the station. And yeah, I will say too that uh, you guys have been awesome as far as, you know, keeping up the content without sports. Cause I mean, you know, back in March, it was so weird with coronavirus anyway. And even though things are a little bit sort of getting towards normalcy with some sports coming back and we've had the last dance, the Sosa doc coming up this weekend, you guys have been awesome as far as still being able to do your shows like normal. Oh, thank you. I feel like there's a, we're, like you said, we're starting to get back to a little bit of normalcy and like, I think that if we don't get baseball back, I'm not saying we won't have anything, but we're starting to have more. So, you know, are we going to talk major league soccer? Probably not, but we're going to talk about what it's like to watch soccer with no fans and like, you know, talk about what the golf is going to be like this weekend with no fans and the, the reaction you're going to get from players and how you're going to be able to hear them and all that kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, you ultimately, you learn a lot more about, people that you've been listening to for uh because of this so like you know like we did a lot of stuff on you know the on george floyd and on black lives matter and and i don't know if we would have spent i would like to think that we would have spent the same amount of time as we would have on it because uh because of how big of an impact it, it has had and like how big of a story it was and should have been but ultimately, like, I don't know, like, if we're also talking about the NBA playoffs and also talking about, you know, baseball every day and the Cubs and the White Sox, like, are we going to give it that much attention? So I feel like you found out a lot. And I think that it, it was actually, uh, it, I don't know how to word this the right way. We, it, it got the, the attention it deserved because we had to focus on it. So yeah. I think you learned a lot about your hosts and like, you learned a lot more about people like the stories that I told and the stories that Waddle and Sylvie told and the stories that Kat and the, the stories that we got to listen to from all of our listeners and the stories that we got to listen to from the people that we've had on, like when we had Jason Hayward on and we had all these people on 
to talk about their experiences that normally, you know, we're talking to Jason, Jason Hayward about balls and strikes and how he's feeling, you know, at the plate when ultimately like now we know so much more about these guys that we didn't know that is because of this. And we may not have gotten to know about this because if we, if we had normal sports going on, it might not have gotten all the attention it deserved because we would have also had to try to fit in, you know, Oh, well the Cubs lost yesterday and what's LeBron doing in the finals and like all that kind of kind of stuff that went along with it. Um, it, It was good to have, you know, it by itself for, uh, you know, week, 10 days. And it wasn't like, we're still talking about it. I mean, we had, you know, Ryan Clark on today had a great conversation about it. It it should be talked about, but the having the pandemic, I'm not trying to say the pandemic is a good thing, but because of it more, like you're learning a lot more about the people you spend a lot of time listening to than you normally would than just know that Sylvie likes to bitch about the Cubs and, you know, Waddle wants to talk football and that kind of stuff, you know, like you look get to learn and have more of a backstory about these people that you spend so much time listening to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Talking about listening, like, you know, I've been working from home obviously for the last several months. And, uh, so I listen to you guys, you know, throughout the day really. And, uh, if I don't hear you guys live, I usually try to hit up the pod, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely been interesting just listening to everything every day and, you know, it's nice to have some sports talk. I mean, in addition to like the heavier stories that are obviously, you know, impacting the U.S. and the world and stuff. But yeah, but in general, yeah, it's been awesome, you know, listening to you guys throughout the last few years. And, you know, I've made so many like, quote unquote, Twitter friends through you guys as far as listening, and interacting like with like Nick and Kevin and, you know, all the guys that at you guys throughout the day. So I love you guys. You guys are great. You guys are hysterical. You guys, I love the way you guys poke at Cap and the way you egg, you egg stuff on. It's so funny. I love that you guys are there for every show. Like, we really, like, I can't tell you guys enough how much Chris and I appreciate, you know, the love that we get from you guys and that you guys, you know, make us a point for radio for, for you. And, I mean, we wouldn't, look, if people didn't listen to us, they wouldn't put us on the air. So I appreciate yeah. that you guys are there interacting and, you know, helping us do, because you guys do, you help us do the show. You make the show easier for us because you're always interacting and always calling and always tweeting us and always, you know, in the Twitch chat and everything like that. And it's just, it's great for, for as long as Chris and I have been doing this for it to, you know, pay off with people who, who like to listen to us. And that's why, you know, that's why when you ask Chris and I to do this, of course we would for sure, because you guys give us so much. We got to give you guys something back for sure. Yeah, I always really, really appreciate it. It's always cool to talk with you guys in general. And yeah, I, mean, I just do this kind of thing like for, for fun on my website. And I've been trying to like get more, you know, like guests and do like these podcast type things. So it's been really cool to be able to just interact. Dude, now's the time. Of- I mean, think about it. Yeah, now's the time. Sure. If you would have if you would have DM Shulman and tried to get him during a, a, a Toronto season or something like that, he can't. He doesn't have time for it. But now everybody's sitting at yeah, home doing nothing. So exactly, yeah, yeah. And then I do I do another one for SB Nation. So it's like we've been getting guests for the for over there as well, different hockey people and stuff. So definitely is the time to to kind of do it. So yeah, but yeah, I really appreciate it again. Oh no problem, man. Anytime. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much all I had. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I also I've been meaning to want to I, I want to call in more to shows, but it's like I always want to call in and have like a legit point. I don't want to just call in and just be a goof. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna call you guys Friday. I don't even know what you guys are talking about yet, but I'm gonna try to come up with something good. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about either yet. It's only. Uh... It's only Wednesday. Um, let's yeah. see. We'll probably do some NFL that we didn't get to last Friday. Uh, we'll do an NBA backstory. Yeah, those are fun. I like those. Maybe we'll have an agree. Yeah, that was Chris's idea. That's Chris's baby. That was all him. Yeah. He uh, he came up with that as a as a good idea to talk about 
the stuff going on with the last dance and to, to you know we're going to try to keep doing it once you know once we get to we might do some football ones here coming up or some baseball ones um maybe some hockey ones once uh hockey starts up again but yeah ultimately it's uh i don't know what we're talking about on, on friday so I'll, I'll i'll worry about that at uh, what time do we go on eight o'clock I'll worry about that at 7 45 <laughs> yeah. on uh on friday i'll start worrying about what we're going to talk about <laughs> exactly yeah and you, it'll come off awesome and flawless anyway so it'll be cool it'll be great <laughs> no we'll, we'll we'll mumble our way through it like we usually do <laughs> but yeah it definitely is like appointment radio i'm always like oh i can't wait to listen to those guys now or if it's like a tuesday and you guys are on randomly like oh crap like i can't wait to check that out but um yeah just yeah the interaction is always awesome it's great thank you man i appreciate that thank you for for listening and tweeting and twitching and whatever all the other kids do now <laughs> definitely well thanks again uh this was awesome absolutely man thank you anytime cool thanks again all right take it easy